Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cereal and Beer. That's right, it's the uh, pre-Halloween edition. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and actually, I was, I was thinking, I should probably start the first line with something different every time, because whenever people hear it, it's like, is this an old episode? Is this a new episode? <laughs> we don't know <laughs> until, until you start talking. <laughs> I know, I know, but at least this is a syndication where it's like reruns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, when you were a kid, would you just sit there and also just watch reruns of shows? Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, I wasn't super choosy as a kid. <laughs> so, you know, I'd just watch whatever was on. True. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I've seen this right now, so they'll be sitting there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. Are the kids doing anything for Halloween? Nah, well, like we, we carved pumpkins and all that stuff, so. Right. Yeah. Are you going to launch the pumpkins <laughs> as well? Launch them. <laughs> that would be fun, but no. Yeah, we're probably just going to throw them away like regular people. <laughs> 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 like American maniacs that like get catapults. <laughs> True. Nice. Mm. Um, How about you? Are you? Do you have any plans? Um, I went to like a Halloween meetup, and I was just—I'm too lazy. I just—is uh, that just this thing where you get older and you're like, I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, mm. like you want me to spend a whole bunch of money on an outfit I'll wear once, or maybe once a mm. year at best. <laughs> mm. I mean, I can't just roll up into like Waffle House wearing a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> yeah, and I. <laughs> I mean, I know, like that's a danger. If like you guess, if you get too creative, you become that guy, and I don't want to mm. be that guy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, I never really liked dressing up. Mm, in, in all senses? Yeah, well, like, yeah, like, even, like, as a kid. Um, well, you know, I guess I guess Halloween was something to be excited over because, you know, you get candy and fun and stuff. But, like, I don't, yeah, I just don't really like dressing up in a costume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I get it, too. Mm. But let me ask you this. Mm. Let's say in a um, hypothetical situation, you take your kids trick-or-treating the old-fashioned way. Mm. Now, as an adult, what would you want for trick-or-treating with your kids? Like, when you knock on the door of people, people's houses. Oh, like what kind of candy? Whatever it could be. Whatever, anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very broad question. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm understanding. What, like... It could be candy, it could be a drink, it could be, you know, I don't know, a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think maybe just, just candy. <laughs> like, maybe, like, I, I think I would like a king-size, you know, candy thing. Because th- there was one house on our, uh, on our route that had, like, the big candy. And they were, like, the cool house, and everybody made sure to stop there. It's like, oh, that, that... That's the house that gives like the big, the whole box of candy, you know, instead of just like one little tootsie roll. So, 
Brew. Yeah, so I, I think that would be it because, like, like, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't want anything unorthodox because that would make me suspicious. <laughs> True. I mean, for a split second, I'm like, what if they gave like dots to God to candy to get the adults to take a shot with your kids while they're trick or treating? <laughs> yeah, I I probably wouldn't take a drink from someone I didn't know. <laughs> but if you did know them, <laughs> yeah, if I knew them, I'd be okay. Yeah, exactly, man. I'd give I'd give you a fireball shot anytime you stop by. <laughs> <laughs> Walking by here, <laughs> but they do have events here where, like you know, uh, they give out free uh, sake and stuff like that. Hmm. So nice. I mean that's pretty cool. Cause yeah, right. that blows my mind. Like free, free like alcohol. Like who does that? But I know some people do. <laughs> I mean that's it's one of those things where like Americans I don't think could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> they might just be like, oh, I have to give this to my friend. Can I have another one? Mm. Right. I mean, come on. I don't. I yeah. really don't think. Back over there, you know, like if you go to like Yakiniku, like Korean or Japanese barbecue or beer garden, you can drink as much as you can handle. And it's yeah, a thing. Yeah, uh, that's another thing that I don't think is gonna is gonna go, go to the states, right? Like, yeah, uh, here they have the um, yeah, it's called a, a nomi hodai for people that would like to come to Japan sometime. But yeah, it's all you could drink for like two hours or whatever, and then you usually pay. Like maybe twenty bucks or something, and then you could just keep on ordering beers until like as much as you like for two hours. Um, so, yeah, we we've had some pretty good times. Oh, we've had some real good times with that. Mm. <laughs> Doing it all the cheap. We had this mm. whole strategy where like, okay, you order it and you order it your second drink as soon as possible. So they take this for that. Yeah, yeah, because they're slow with the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> right, and just like, ugh. That would just be way, way too much here. Like, um, I remember at Bush Gardens, because it was, you know, on my aunt hires a bush. You know, you can get maybe, maybe a beer or two for free, mm. but just, you can't trust people here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, you know, Halloween's tomorrow, and I just, I'm taking the mental math route, I'm like, it's a Tuesday. I got to work all day, and I got to work all day on Wednesday. I'm like, I'm just gonna spend money just to go somewhere. I don't think that's a good idea. Mm. I mean, and it's not, not a last... good idea, considering like, how everybody's getting shot as well. Like, man, that's true. Exactly. That's the real truth. <laughs> but <laughs> right. I mean, you know, for those of you who also listen to. Uh, the Walker AC Experience, the latest episode will be about, you know, mass violence. And so, you know, to chat about a little bit more, I would like to get this, the, um, possibly the perspective of people in, of Japan. Have you heard of any people's, like, takes on what's hap- what happens here? Uh, well, you know, I think people are just like, oh, again? Like, another shooting? Okay. And, like, like it's interesting because I think a lot of people, like, even including myself, it's like, 
Yeah, America is not like a civilized country. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it is. Like, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like well, why do we always have this? Like, why is this always in the news with people like shooting each other? It's like it's it's so bizarre. Like that doesn't really happen in other places in the world, you know? Yeah, like I feel like it's taken a lot more seriously if it happens in another part of the world. Whereas, like, well, it's you know, it's, it's already Wednesday. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> yep, uh, there was another one. Yeah, yeah it's just like, you know, and I can kind of understand that stuff a bit. Because they do think, like, man, we're just savages. I'm just like, sorry. <laughs> like, I didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, do people ever ask you about your, you know, rooting? Like, hey, you're from America. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, people do ask a lot, um, and so I try to give a, a nuanced answer, <laughs> um, like, so I, I would usually say, well, you know, on the one hand, uh, America was founded on rebelling against the government, and uh, so it is important for the people to have more power than the people uh, in government. Uh, so uh, that's why it should be allowed for people to uh, to bear arms and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I, I think like it, it's very strange to me that people don't realize that owning a gun like makes you different. And, and, like, what I mean by that is, like, you're driving in your car. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have a gun. Someone cuts you off. Mm-hmm. You just got cut off. That's it, right? <laughs> that, that's the end of that, right? <laughs> Nothing you can do about that, right? Uh, okay, the second scenario, you have a gun in your car. Someone drives. They cut you off. Oh, oh, you cut me off now. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it's like, as long as you have the gun there, it's always there's always the option, right, mm-hmm. to to take offense and to say, well, I'm gonna do something about this. Whereas if you don't have a gun, that just happened to you. Right, <laughs> that's, that's that, you know. And I think, yeah. you know, a lot of people like need to be able to just accept <laughs> when something happens, you know. <laughs> like if someone takes your parking spot. That's that's it. That's the end. You know, <laughs> that's the end of that interaction. <laughs> like, just, just stop. You know, <laughs> to, to wit, I also want to point out, like, how many times have you, you know, been with somebody that driving, and like, it could be you know your nicest, most generous, most kind-hearted friend. <laughs> Yeah, they turn it into a rage machine. They turn it into the whole like oh, I fucking swear. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, <laughs> and they just like rage and like yeah. yeah. Like, road rage is real, man. Like like people get really angry like driving. <laughs> yeah, like like I I've been in car, like in, the, in cars where like 
the person we accidentally cut off like follow us for a minute and was like, well, <laughs> this is where it's going now. Yeah. Like when, when I was younger, I used to you know get real mad and stuff like that. Uh, like now, now I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's wild. Like, uh, it, it's just, I don't. People have really poor judgment. It's all emotional. Cause driving, it seems like it's stressful enough. And you know, number one, you kind of are driving a a killing machine if you choose to be. You yeah, you got that going on. Yeah. To add a gun is like, huh? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> It's it's so strange. It just I think there are just also some people who um, they don't mind being bullies, and they have a mm. them, you know a gun. It's just like you know, oh boy, my bullying powers leveled up. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, we we always talk about this as well, but it's like there's no in between when you have a gun, really, right? <laughs> it's I like, mean, yeah, like, I'm gonna be. Like, I, I don't know, like, you, there, there are offenses that happen to you, and you have to draw a line as to at what point you decide to draw, pull out your gun, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, like, I don't know, that, that line seems very <laughs> different for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you bumped into me. Oh, I better, you know, just like just flash it real quick. Just look at look at what I got here. You want to bump into me again? Like, well, what's the point of that? Like, you're gonna, you're gonna like shoot somebody because they bumped into you? Like, it's just nuts. And like, right? Like, I live in a state where it's like open carry. So, and that, I think that part of that is sending that message. You know, it's like being a human rattlesnake. Yeah, you know, it is. It's, it's weird. Like. Like, and even when you hear on the news, like, uh, you know, maybe a shoplifter, someone shoplifts, and then the owner, like, pulls out the gun, bam, shoots him, and everybody, like, cheers. It's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. Right. That, it's like, that is surely the, the, the punishment, you know, seriously <laughs> outweighed the crime there, you know? Like, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> to me, it's all weird, like, almost like video game logic. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, you don't have repercussions and you just, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what the game told you to do. Mm. Yeah. Bizarre. Mm. Uh, and like, you know, as I said in the other podcast, you know, everybody thinks they're the hero. Everybody yeah. thinks like mm. they're, they're smart and competent enough to hold the power to kill somebody in their hand. Yeah. Everybody thinks that. So it's like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I I think my insane solution to it all is that we should make uh, mutual combat laws more well-known. For those of you hmm. who don't know about these things, is that there's our states where... Um, if two people want to settle it out in the streets, they get a referee, usually a cop, and say, we we mutually um, agree to more mutual um, combat. And then, and then the, the you know, person, maybe the, ref, the, um, the cop, 
as a referee, and they have the legal legal uh, ability to fight each other. And mm. so it's like, it's interesting. <laughs> hmm. It's like, if you're going to get to that level, you might as well have some rules about it and just like mm. try not, you know, if you really want to hurt each other, like, okay. But, you know, at least the cop can step in. Yeah, you know, I think there is something important about, like, using, like, to, your own hands to physically hurt somebody. <laughs> I, think there, I think there's something nice in that. <laughs> it's more intimate. <laughs> yeah, but, like, like, I, like, I don't know. I've actually never hit anybody before, but like you know, like punching somebody hurts your hand, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I, I think, you know, especially when everybody watches like all these movies and stuff. Like I think that's something you forget that, like, if you just kept punching somebody's like jaw or something, you're, you're like punching bone. That you know that. <laughs> it's not pleasant. Yeah. You know? Right. I, like, I just smashed my ankle on my bed the other night. I'm like, oh, God. It's like, I'm, like, I'm not going to fight the way this hurts bad enough. Yeah. And I, I think there's something good in that. Like, you know, you get punched someone, and you're like, ow. <laughs> this wasn't good for either of us. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, maybe should, people should just either like do rap battles or your mom jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great way to solve your differences. <laughs> Makes them feel real bad. <laughs> somebody and like strangers start laughing that's a pretty good win (laughs) (laughs) I mean I think that would make me more satisfied (laughs) some stranger spikes me and I just you know snap back at them real good (laughs) (laughs) it's a mission accomplished justice was served like a stranger before uh, not really like especially not recently so <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience man it is real bizarre hmm. like yeah I've only argued with drunken strangers before and <laughs> <laughs> it's like I it's not like I really enjoyed it at all, but it was just, it was like an ego thing or just like they came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, who are you? Stranger. <laughs> it's like in my brain, it's like a sea, like a screen in Street Fighter, a new judge appears. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> And there's no real good resolution. It's just like you just like kind of like walk away at the end. It's like, yeah. no, like there's no day no more. I'm just like okay, well, we just call names to each other. Like, well, there you go. 
It is quite the experience. Mm. Yeah. I just, I don't know, I don't like being mean to people. It's like, mm. I'm, I always try to be nice. Like, you can really tell, you know, like as they say, you can really judge a person by how they treat someone that owes them nothing. Mm. So, you know, how people like treat service workers or children, you know, animals. It's mm. possible to character. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah what uh what you've been engaged in? what has been entertaining you these days well uh yeah i don't have much in the way of entertainment um i guess well lately uh there was something in the news here that there was a a television commercial uh mm-hmm. and the reason it was making news was because it was the first time that they used a an AI generated character um, mm-hmm. to star in the commercial mm-hmm. and, and so it was it looked like it was supposed to look like a regular person doing the commercial uh-huh. and uh, it was uh, it was okay uh, like I, I don't know I, if I had not known it was not a real person I'm not sure if I would have been able to say oh th- this isn't a person um, <laughs> but because I already knew it, that it was uh, when I saw it I was like oh yeah that looks weird or this looks weird or whatever uh-huh. mm. so I, I kind of ruined the experience for myself <laughs> uh, but yeah. so like I, I don't know do you think that there's going to be a future in that where there's going to be these um, like these like characters or avatars or whatever uh, in place of mm. actors or actresses like real actors and real actresses because I could, I I could think of like several merits uh, well I guess you know quote unquote merits for, from the point of view of the people who make it right because you don't have to pay that much salary you just have mm-hmm. to pay the people to make the, the, the actor or actress. And then, mm-hmm. like, you know, they never age. They can do dangerous things, and you can put mm-hmm. them in any situation and all that kind of stuff. And they don't complain. They don't, like, take drugs and mm-hmm. stuff, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I could see a lot of upside to it. So, anyways, yeah, so you said that you could see it being in the future, uh, that people will oh. be using more. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, with... There kind of is already an AI-generated uh, singer. Uh, what's the name? Hatsune Miku. Mm. And it, like, and, like, yeah, like, for all the reasons you stated, you know, it's cheaper, and you can do all this and that, I do think that is kind of the future. But there's also an interesting drawback that I'm thinking about, like, as a cultural phenomenon. Now, mm. people seem to really like celebrity gossip all shit. You know, they like it when this person gets with this person or this person is, like, doing something weird or scandalous. It's part of the appeal. And so you, if you can't really manufacture that with AI, you know? Mm. It's like, and so I think it'll be missing that element, that salaciousness of the celebrity gossip that people seem mm. to really like. And so 
I do see like them creating like an official star that can be you know do all this stuff in movies, and but it just won't be the same. Mm. But I've also you know posited that um, like it'll it'll all start with porn. Yeah, I'm telling you, like they just start like manufacturing like porn stars and having like like more virtual reality experiences and that's how i think it's gonna start well yeah you know i guess a lot of things do get led by the porn industry um so yeah yeah i could see that like like vr and stuff like that uh because i know they do have like things where you could put on like you know the vr headset and then you're, you're looking around the room and then you see this person in front of you or whatever um so yeah, I mean, yeah, I that, that that would be a pretty good use for it, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you exactly. know, one thing well, that was interesting, I was uh, I was talking uh, with my daughter about this, and yeah, we, we were talking in English, and she's she's not super good at English, uh, you know, just studying it. Uh, but uh, she said that AI actors and actresses will not be popular in the future. Because uh, when people are in danger, it's funny. <laughs> Is what she said, and that's not what she meant. <laughs> but it was funny when she said it. <laughs> like, wow, you're a really bad person. <laughs> Look at that jerk. <laughs> got fire. <laughs> yeah, dangling from a cliff. <laughs> but I, like, what she had meant was that that there, there are no stakes uh, mm. involved. Like, you know, like when you see Jackie Chan do something or Tom Cruise do something, yes. you know that they're actually doing it and that they were in danger when they were doing it. And so there, there are stakes, you know, like, yes. and, and so I that's agree. part of what makes it like, you know, entertaining. And if you had a yeah. computer that, that has no life that, you know, can't mm -hmm. die, can't do anything, it's not very interesting to see them do like amazing things or like jump off walls and kick people because you know, mm -hmm. like the thing that's amazing about Jackie Chan is that, you know, it's like, oh, he could scale that wall or, oh, man, he just like jumped off this mm -hmm. guy and kicked this other guy and, you know, whatever. But like, yeah, you know, if it's all yeah. just CGI or just, you know, computer models doing it, it's like, eh, that's, that's yeah. not interesting. I think that's a really good observation. And also, mm -hmm. I think the unpredictability of human nature is fascinating like because we're so fallible like you know you think about comedy you know it's about being like it's on topic yet it's kind of so like weird and, and, and made up and that makes it so entertaining like when we see somebody do something weird and I'm, I'm you know it's really funny hmm. and I don't think in like AS that advanced to really make that happened really well maybe in the future it will but for now like that the human flaws that we have make us that interesting mm. yeah like yeah and that yeah that's a good point because ai does not grasp humor very well because i've asked you know various chatbots like okay like can you make an original joke and they'll say something and it's just like huh <laughs> <laughs> And, like, yeah. they're, they're, like, the, the wackest, like, 
Like, I couldn't even understand. It's like, oh, did you get it? It was like a pun between this word and this word. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't make it funny. <laughs> yes, that, that was the structure of a joke. You got that right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it, it ended like, um, and then I used to watch this uh, computer, like AI-generated uh, uh, Twitch stream called um, Watch Me Forever. It was a Seinfeld uh, parody, and it was like, it, w- <laughs> it was the funniest parts when it was super weird, like, like I remember one part I started laughing because I was like, and those are my jokes. <laughs> Come on, everybody, not <laughs> <Stop> for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that is funny. <laughs> oh man! Like, well, let me ask you this: Like, are you more on the hopeful side of the future of technology, or the more like wary side of technology? Mm, I'm much more wary <laughs> than I am hopeful <laughs> because uh, yeah I don't think people are thinking enough before they're making things and like uh, I, I forget this is famous quote like uh, oh from Jurassic Park yeah like uh, you're so busy asking yourself if you can do it that you didn't stop to ask yourself if you should do it um mm. And, you know, that's true. Like, people are like, oh, well, you know, if we do this, and then we could do this, and we could do this, and we could do this. It's like, yeah, but should you? Like, is, is that really a good idea? <laughs> mm. And I, I don't... Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think people are doing that, so... Mm. That's a really good point. Um, I do think there needs to be ethics highly talked about when it comes to these things as well. Um, I once heard a talk about the role of AI in education, and that you know one person had the point of view like you can't stop it, so you have to adjust to it. You have to learn to use it as a tool, and mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good take rather than just stomp it out because it's not going to work. Try to ban it; it's going to mm-hmm. prevail no matter what. And um, and, and you know I I really like this uh, series Black Mirror, and the whole theme of it is humanity's. Um, relationship with technology and you know is mostly really dark but it mm. just does explore to these issues in a very interesting way mm. how maybe they'll be closer to reality than we expect but um and also it you know you do bring up a point of ethics like for example they're using uh like ai to Talk, you know, to think about crime statistics, but mm-hmm. it's already biased because of people that programmed it. Mm-hmm. And so there needs to be real, a lot of real scrutiny about it. So, but yeah. it's also kind of like, yeah. All right, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, you think about how like it's driven by capitalism, and you got to make as much product and profit as much as possible. So ethics be damned. Mm. You know, just push out the product, make a bunch of money, and you know, that's my ethics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point too, because I, I think 
that that is conflicting right or that is a conflict right uh mm -hmm. the, the pursuit of profit and the pursuit of doing what's right uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah those, those things can be uh opposing at times uh yeah yeah like uh I think another problem with technology is that, uh, and it was interesting because I was talking with, I, I think, the Microsoft uh, chatbot, uh, mm -hmm. and I said, how how would a an AI be able to take responsibility for something, for a decision it makes? Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's the one thing I think is, well, not the one thing, but I think that's one of the things that we have to consider, that there's no accountability. Or an AI decision, an AI made decision. I said, so like, is there any way that we could, that you could be punished? And it said, no, there's no way you could punish me because, uh, like, you can't, like, you could unplug me, but I don't really care. You could do this, but I don't really <laughs> care. I don't need money. I don't need, like, I don't need anything. I, there, there is nothing you could do <laughs> that would be wow. a punishment to me <laughs> because I'm a computer and I don't feel anything. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, <laughs> so human of you. <laughs> oh, man. So, but oh, like, man. yeah, but when you think about it, there, there is nothing you could do. There's, so they're like, you know, <laughs> like if, if the AI makes some kind of catastrophic decision, <laughs> There's no way we could just say, well, it was computer that did it, you know? <laughs> right? Just like, so I, there you go. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the things that they're talking about uh, in adapting AI technology in, like, for military uses as well. <laughs> and it's interesting because, you know, all the countries are saying, well, you know, we, we shouldn't have AI-controlled uh, weapons uh, because that would just lead to disaster. But everybody's building them. Because <laughs> don't do this that we're doing. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, that that's basically what it is. Because, like, if the the ability to move faster than your opponent is more is, is very important, right? And You're right, you know, having if you include a person in the like in the loop as as they call it, then uh, that that requires time. And so if your opponent does not have a human in the loop and it's all just AI, then bam, 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 it's making decisions. It's already made a decision of what it's going to do before, while you're just sitting there like, oh, what should I do? You know, is it okay to send this nuke? I don't know. Like, and there are, it's already launched from their side, you know? It's like, oh. They, so, yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there are a lot of bad things that could happen. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of technology as well about, like, scrambling uh, signals and stuff. And uh, like like e EMPs and stuff like that, where you would you would make it so the person that's supposed to control the weapon like can't communicate with the weapon anymore, and mm -hmm. uh, and so that's another reason why they want autonomy, like autonomous weapons, because then mm -hmm. you just program at the at the beginning, say I want you to do this, this is your objective, and then you just let them go, mm -hmm. and then like even if you can't you know communicate with it while it's in the battlefield it's going to still be able to c complete its mission or whatever right like it's all jewels the stuff sky that becomes true man Terminator. Mm. Mm. and you know when you were talking about how you know um conflict being automated 
it, it kind of reminded me of civilization. <laughs> and uh, you think in civilization, when you automate things, things go much more smoothly, and you can out outdo your opponent. Because imagine if like you had to be more granular, and you had to you know make your guys do this, and you had to make sure that the the building you know went up the code and. It's it's it is really fascinating to think about it, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't. But I think we're you know it's we are reaching a, a threshold and like a a point where like it will become automated and like and when you when you brought up that the point about how you know you can't punish a computer mm. and then. A crazy idea would be like if the computer learned to have emotions then the impact of punishment could be real but then you'd have to deal with the myriad of problems that come with having emotions as well <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah I, I think <laughs> that, that would be kind of funny to give it emotions to give it a, like a weakness but then have it just turn into like some kind of whiny bitch <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> You're making me work. <laughs> What's wrong, computer? You afraid? We're in a crazy time. <laughs> generations this will just be part of their reality you know mm. like i it is like sometimes i think like we may be the last generation to grow up without super advanced technology mm. like with the internet that really kicked off a new age of humanity like we were the last ones to grow up without it it's mm. so weird to think about yeah yeah, because, like, probably from now on, like, people are going to get, like, enhancements and stuff like that as well, right? Like, uh, you know, just put a computer chip into your, you know, under your skin or whatever, and then you can access whatever, stuff like that, uh, improve your hearing or improve whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's all possible. Right, I mean, I mean, I, I <laughs> sometimes I play, tell my, myself this little joke, like, year, like years from now, people are like, you texted? How do you handle doing that? It's so hard. And yeah. Like, yes, those were dark days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like they are working on uh, like interfaces where you're just like connected to your to your brain, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, I mean, mm. I like to think when I'm old, I'll be up, I'll be okay. I'll be up for that. Like I'm old. And my body's kind of sucky now. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting. Because, <laughs> like, what I hear feels like when I'm old, I'm going to try all drugs. It doesn't matter if I'm 100. <laughs> it wasn't <the> better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. I was reading a book. Um, I got into this series called, um, uh, I don't know if there's an overarching title, but it's called um, Out of the Earth. And 
it's about uh, giant monsters that got get unleashed on the world, and the fallout that happens. And I thought it was like pretty interesting. It's it's like a military, like you know, apocalyptic book, and um, hmm. yeah, I, I gotta appreciate how like people kind of react, um, react a little more realistic. Like they're like petrified, they're confused. And some people are just like, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him at all costs, and we'll make the wrong decision because of that. And yeah, so far so good. I got through um, book one, I just got book two. Um, and I do notice it's kind of interesting when books are are written with more of a, like a military theme and flair, and then it's a little more like... Um, I want to say action oriented in a way that like is a little more predictable because the average person you know you never know what they're going to do they're, they it's like <laughs> they're not trained for this so that's mm. really kind of interesting as well but it's a it's a different take um because like you know the, the book so that you and i enjoy uh three body problem it had that kind of um had incapable people trying to do things mm. that just person just trying to get through it all Mm, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's this is a, you know, I would I'd endorse it, um, with you know, out of our series, if you're looking for, uh, you know, a giant monster series, uh, there you go. So, like, mm, so so I guess like, there are, there are multiple monsters, right? So, mm-hmm. like, a whole, just a whole, a whole bunch of mod- monsters come out, and so like. What is it like? Everybody shelters down into like a, you know, protected cities kind of thing. Or, well, at first they think it's a super volcano because um, there's a bunch of ash in the sky and they evacuate like that area of the United States. Hmm. And then it's like, wait a minute, not a volcano. (laughs) It's it's a hole for the monsters to come out of. Oh. <laughs> right, yeah, like monsters. Like what? Like what kind of monsters are are we talking about? Like you got the flying ones, and you got the ones with four legs and through arms. They're just out for rampage, and like they also like each group doesn't like each other, so that's a little interesting twist too. Huh. And it's like, huh. it's like, oh no, this group of monsters came out. Oh no, worse monsters came out. Oh no, even worse monsters came out. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's like the rat ran out first and then the cat came out after and then the dog came out after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just like the post-apocalyptic theme. To me, it's about like the breakdown of... of the facade of what we consider to be society and human life. Mm. It's like when something extreme like this happens, then it gets real interesting. I mean, look at what happened during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. That it was like a mild, you know, a very mild apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, well, this could be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Mm. <laughs> So, you know, that's why the, the, the genre fascinates me. Well, you know, this this actually kind of goes in with one of my rants. 
Um, Ooh. Uh, and well, it, it was just kind of a a speculative thought I had. Um, but you know, what if uh, aliens or monsters, you know, in this case, uh, you know, they they came and they were delicious. <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting. <laughs> like we found new life. They came over here. They tried to contact us, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Started talking with them, and then, you know, you know, <laughs> we just found out they they're really good on the grill. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you people like all those like crazy things, like with just like. You know, somebody like looked like you know alien encounters, and we were just like, I wonder if that would taste good in, in a stew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be real interesting. That'd be kind of like a way for to start conflict. <laughs> just to to eat each other. <laughs> like, like how? Yeah, how? How? Horrifying would you be, like, you know, if if like we went to a different planet, we're just like, hello, we're from a different planet, and then they're like, they tried to make contact with us, they're trying to be friendly. One of them ate one of us. <laughs> they're just like, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, you look at the animal world, you know, like we try to like interact with these with these animals, and like this animal would eat me. <laughs> or I could eat it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like are we the way? <laughs> 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 this. Look at a bear, like, hmm, are you thinking me what I'm thinking? Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. <laughs> So like these monsters that are coming out from uh, from the volcano, it's like if some of them were delicious, might be worth it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's like oh, a new food source. <laughs> yeah, keep coming in. <laughs> we need more. Of you. <laughs> the pragmatic way to deal with it. Mm. <laughs> like I have heard of like invasive like invasive species where like people are trying to like promote eating them ah. like, yeah just like you know like for example like deer are a pest in some areas and the deer is pretty delicious <laughs> <laughs> we kind of promoted that way <laughs> like huh pretty good way to do it me yeah. always think of my stomach like yeah get those deer <laughs> <laughs> It's a little more challenging because 
the vast majority of what they want to talk about is gaming. Not, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but like me not being able to play games and just choosing not to go through the hoops to find, make it accessible. I just kind of I talk about it in the abstract. I'm like, okay, tell me about Baldur's Gate 3. What can you do with it? Mm. But it's not as engaging. And like, and I find that it's such a fair experience among those that people that do it. But it's like, but what do you get out of it? Like in the end, you know, you, mm. you, you participated in a, in a fun story, which is nice. But then what? It, it, it's like, what else is there to your to to talk about other than a game? Mm-hmm. And when people don't have real lived experiences out there, I don't. I find that like it it adds to a person's life and and persona more when you go out and have a variety of experiences and not a simulation of it all. It, man, I sure did play a great farm in the <laughs> Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. So, um. I just kind of hope that people kind of they don't only play games you know because games are a time suck you know mm. they're fun they're great but at the same time you know add more to your life as well pick up a different hobby and uh go there explore and uh because you know one of my little regrets is that as a child i spent the vast majority of my time in front of a screen whether it be a TV or a computer or, or a console. Mm-hmm. And um, I just came to a point where I wanted more out of my life. I think that's when I truly started developing as a person and started um, being the, the, working to be the person I want to be. When I stopped, you know, I guess doing the safe form of entertainment what I could say. Mm. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about trying to get to know younger people these days sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, um, I think a lot of people uh, do like very, very... Uh, I don't know, like... I don't know, passive is not the right word for it, but like... You know, they are receiving entertainment, mm-hmm. but they're not, like, doing things, right? They're, they're the receiver mm-hmm. of, like, information. They're, they're, like, people, like, well, myself as well. <laughs> you know, so they play a game that somebody else made, and you're watching a TV show that someone else made, and you're listening to, to people, like, people talking something that they're making and stuff. And there, there's a lot less focus on making something of your own or doing something or producing something. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just you know sitting there and just you know like a sponge and just like you know absorbing all this and that. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think yeah, I agree that you know you do have to go out and do something with your life instead of just uh, just being fed what other people are you know making to entertain you. So yeah, right. I like the way that, you put that receiving entertainment. I like that. Hmm. Yeah, because it, it it is like kind of sad like at the end of the day when like you didn't do anything right <laughs> uh, 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 yo yes but you did the same thing for the last you know five hours of your life like you do usually so mm. yeah. but it's kind of like it's just 
in a way, it's it's enough to keep people going. Yeah. You know, even though it may not be the best for them, but it's enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, one of the interesting le- lessons I learned again from the tree was that the ego seeks um, comfort, and the spirit seeks expansion. And so, I feel like actually, you know, yeah, well, uh-huh. sorry. Let, let me stop you right there for a second. Okay. You you have to start that from the beginning, because we actually haven't even talked about it yet. Oh. <laughs> I, I think oh, our oh. listeners are just like, whoa, 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 huh? So, oh, yeah. Okay. And actually, yeah, this, this is kind of the perfect segue of, you know, instead of just receiving stuff, like going out and doing something and experiencing something. So you had oh. an awesome experience. So, okay. yeah, please please tell tell us about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, well, thanks for... Uh, Having me that leading me in that direction, so <clears throat> I I just participated in my very first silent retreat. Um, it's based in Kundalini Yoga, so I went to um, to Mexico, California, to my old uh, Kundalini Yoga teacher, and she did it the first time. And you know, for those that know me personally, you know, I had I've been going through a really hard time in life. I was just in the like, had such a hard time dealing with anxiety, depression, anger, and like I was just really dragging myself through life. And there was someone to help that I knew I had to do something. So a good friend of mine and I went there. <clears throat> so there are there are rules that like you can't use your phone, you can't read, you can't talk, you can't make eye contact, and <clears throat> you spend your time meditating, journaling, walking just reevaluating your life and your mind and um and so you know every day we wake up at five in the morning and do kundalini yoga and chanting as sunrises you know eat three times a day in a special diet that was vegetarian and designed to um be gentle in your body and your mind goes through these stages um to paraphrase you you go to confusion and struggle and disillusionment, surrender, and then bliss. And each person that was there was there for a different reason. Like we briefly touched on it when we all surrendered our phones and talked about how it made us feel to give up our phone. To me, I told them like, this is a relief. Like I don't want to be constantly pulled and, and like annoyed by this thing that's always trying to get my attention. <laughs> and so for my psychological process, I spent a good amount of time meditating, and um, it was learning to, to silence my mind. Like, my mind was just like, here, here's an old song, or here's a random thought, or here's a memory. And mm-hmm. here, just, it was just going, 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 until, and you know, the teacher was like, like boredom is the mind attacking itself because it's not being stimulated. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it kind of is. And so I reached a point where it was like, I'm like, am I doing this right? And I'm like, it's like, what's supposed to happen? Am I like, <laughs> when do I feel or change? I don't, this is like, am I like, am I wasting my time? Mm. And just gradually, um, I started to just lean into it. Like, um, Another lesson was that you, you have when something happens to you, 
good or bad, you have to experience it fully, and then you let it go. Like experiences happen through you, not to you. And so, you know, I've had like, I just randomly like had like a small panic attack. I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm gonna let this go through me. It won't undo me, and I was okay. And how long? Hmm. It, and then, you know, I was able to start really like letting go. It's like, like just resolving myself and thinking about like, and feeling like, okay, I'm conditioned to use logic at all times, and and you know, think about like probability and what makes sense, what's practical, and start to think about what what I really am telling myself, what my inner self has taught me, hmm. and how um. I realize I don't do that enough, and I don't trust myself enough. Mm. That's I've hit hints of that, but I really realize I don't. And how um, yeah, you have to. And then once you do that, you just get that mindset of peace, and it's so nice. It's just like mm. you're clear. Like the final day there, you know, I was just standing there, feeling the sun on my on my face. I'm like. I started laughing because I realized how ridiculous it is that I take life so seriously. <laughs> it is just so ridiculous that I'm so stressed about all these things that, in the grand scheme of things, don't matter whatsoever. Mm. And, and how, like, I realized the things I really enjoy in life and how the gifts I have and how um, I need to kind of change my life in a certain direction, like, I've had these plans and now I have a little more clarity and like what's going to satisfy me because another lesson was that uh, what will the real like what you'll tell you can you can disseminate or discriminate what will what's feeding your ego what's feeding your your spirit because whether it refreshes you or not if it drains from you and you're not doing the right thing mm. and I've been doing things that have been draining me and so mm. it's been a really important experience. And like, I like if people that really do want to achieve clarity and like want to stop struggling in life, I think you may want to consider doing something radical like this because a lot of people just run away from their problems or distract themselves or just they they have that self-limiting belief that they can't change that this is the way it is, and they just have to log your way through it. And I'm here to tell you that you don't. That mm. there's another way, and that this way has been used, you know, in humanity for quite a while now. And once you experience it's um, you'll you'll see for yourself. Like uh, they also, the teacher also talked about how like, you know, in this type of spiritual practice, yeah, there's a science behind it. Like it's about experimentation, and you bearing witness to it all. It's not just she talked about don't go on faith. Go upon your own observation. Try these things and see for yourself from your own experience what happens in your truth. And I recommend that. Mm. Uh, I mean, have you ever? I know you've spent time meditating and everything, but like, like, does any of this kind of like resonate with anything that you've experienced? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like with with meditation and stuff like that. Uh, I think. Yeah, not having your cell phone, not having technology and stuff and things to distract you uh, can really help you uh, 
uh, focus. Uh, so yeah, often when I yeah when things aren't aren't going well or whatever, and uh, I'm I'm not you know achieving my goals or I'm not you know uh, then I will spend some time you know maybe half hour to an hour and I would just like sit there and uh, yeah and it it really helps uh, center me I think. Uh, like okay this like I, I, I don't know it, it's just a, a process for me where it's like it gives me time to, to think about the actual problems and how to actually like how to solve the problems uh, rather than just you know go minute by minute and like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and then like you know and not not seeing the, the big picture I guess so uh, but I, I don't know if I'm doing it right either. Like, <laughs> when I say it like that, it sounds like meditation is just like a, a, a big planning strategy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I think maybe my my approach is probably different than, you know, your experience because, your, mm-hmm. like, your, yours was much longer and uh, mm. it, it, it was... Just, yeah, it was just very different than what I think I do as well. Um, but you know what? Like, and actually, I, I kind of, um, and I don't know, I kind of feel bad making you put it into words because I think uh, there are some things where it's like you know what it is and, you know, you, you, and when you actually put it into words, it, you know, it, it loses something. Hmm. Um, because I think language is, is quite imperfect and imprecise mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, you, you experience something that is really amazing and, yeah, I think words probably don't even really do it justice, uh, the amount of, you know, the, the clarity and the things that you were able to understand by doing it. Uh, so, well, but yeah, I mean, that... That does sound like a very interesting uh, retreat. Uh, do you think I, other people were able to take away as much as well, or did you guys talk after it finished? Or yeah, there was a group chat and people kind of talked about how it felt, and like I think we all agreed that it was such an amazing experience. Like I think for the vast majority of these, these people it was like their first times, and you know we're all coming from different walks of life. You know you have people that like need to get away from their children and yet people that could you know they're stressed with their jobs and and people just trying to rebuild their lives and i think we all benefited from it all and it also felt good to be around other people with that singular focus as well it's not a you know like i desperately wanted to get to know people because i just like that Mm. and but then i like this is about me trying turning my attention towards myself not others yeah and I, that was that was a good change and how I think everybody really benefited from it all and you know like even like um uh you know I'm like well, hey, let's think about gratitude again and just I thought about the people that mattered my life and you know of course your name about and just mm. how it is important to realize these things like it's again taking perspective and how you we have so much in that 
sometimes the universe gives us the universe will give us what we need, not necessarily necessarily what we want. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's something to be said about like um, going into the unknown, like uh, you know, Carl, Carl. I think Carl Sagan once said that um, you know, magic is just science we don't understand. And if that's the way it is, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is what I've been feeling, and it's so hard to quantify it and to study it. But like, you know, it's kind of like what you said. I mean, it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. It's it's just there, and mm-hmm. I don't. I guess I don't need to really put into words. It's just it's just there, and maybe that's maybe for me personally. It's not. I don't know. I'm okay with not having to flesh it out because it, mm-hmm. it just. It's just what had happened. Yeah, and I think also like, and this this is you know happens for many different experiences uh, that when you experience something, it's like, like and you, you go you go back home and you try to tell your friends about it. Like you went to celebrate mm-hmm. like some kind of uh, like a, a waterfall or something like you know something some amazing sight. And, you know, you go back and you're like, oh, man, I saw this waterfall. It's like, oh, okay, was it really big? Yeah, it was really big. <laughs> it was really powerful. <laughs> oh, was, you know, there's a lot of water, right? right? But, like, that, that's not, you know, <laughs> that doesn't do justice to the experience, right? Like, everyone around you is like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, and then, like, you can't really express it in words because they weren't there and they didn't, they didn't get to see it and they don't know. So it's like right. It's like I did this amazing thing, and I'm I'm trying to tell you about it, but I it's, it's <laughs> like I'm not sure if I'm succeeding at this. <laughs> but like, but I I think uh, this is one of those things where I could hear it. And it's like okay, yeah, I like it is like you you tell me about going to this like waterfall. And it's like, and I could tell that like this was an amazing experience, and this was a big thing, and that you were able to to hash out a lot of things and uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of those things where I, I would really have to go there um, so I could also be able to, to say yeah like yeah yeah but uh, yeah. Since, since I wasn't it's kind of like oh alright <laughs> yeah, it'd be like too alien you know <laughs> yeah right it's, it's like I mean I I, I I think I'm ready to do the 10-day retreat now. Like, oh. Maybe, yeah, I mean, it was four days, and, like, I'm like, I'm fine. And it was, like, part camping, too, which I usually don't like. But I'm like, I just, like, I just accepted, like, oh, oh, camping. So it's, you know, I, I'll do it again. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. It sounds like, uh, yeah, people should be able to take some time out. Mm-hmm. Uh, to focus on themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think that's something that we don't think about because we live in a society where it's like constant distraction, constant like production, production, production. You know, monetize, monetize, monetize everything mm-hmm. from your personal to private life. You know, it just it almost seems like we're just too much in a hurry to even you know try to do anything like that when you don't really. Have no, it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Nowadays, it's just tell people I'm California hippie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the fear, right? Like, I I think that that's something that I like. I I think if I were to say like what you were saying to other people, and they were to take it in an unkind way, <laughs> they'd be like, "Yo, that sounds like a cult." <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Like I found the right cult, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that's one of the dangers of putting into words like a good experience that you have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I mean, it's um, but it's also the way I figure it's not a cult because it's so personalized. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, it's definitely not not cultish uh but i mean right yeah i mean i'll i'll still like i'm still like highly trying to think what reason like i was thinking of ways to try to tell a person gently like why are you so susceptible to to conspiracy theories (laughs) (laughs) what is wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like it's just i'm like okay probably because all the D, D minus students now just want to learn all the information that the A plus students have already mattered. <laughs> mm. So yeah. Uh, well, uh, any other different rants? Um, well, let's see. Uh, I did have a, I did have a rant. Um, uh, but yeah, I, actually, I guess I'll save it for next time. So, okay, right, <laughs> pretty Stay good. Is that everybody? Yo, <laughs> <laughs> see the trailer. <laughs> um, got any shoutouts? Ah, uh, man, I didn't think of any. Uh, well, uh, uh, actually, I okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, I'm gonna buy time. So. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah, so um, please like and subscribe to Serial and Beer. We're across over 20 platforms like Podbeam, Apple Music. Um, thank, you know, thanks to our friend Adrian, who you know, I do Walker XC experience with. Um, you know, we're on that flagship, so we, we're, we're out there. Please uh, comment on our Facebook where we post. Um, and excitingly, uh, soon we'll have Serial and Beer merch. So I'm gonna get my uh, silver pajama onesies real soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We do um, owe a lot to uh, Adrian. Uh, he does. He does a lot of uh, promoting and stuff. And yeah, we're we're very fortunate to be able to to be a part of his network. Uh, he does a lot of interesting shows as well. Uh, and you know, you're co-hosting on one of them. And so, yeah, and that, 
like uh, about your experience on the silent uh, retreat as well. You talked uh, much more about it uh, in detail in in that podcast. So uh, I recommend people go over there and listen to that if you're interested in hearing more. Uh, there are a lot of things that you said in in there as well. There is like that made me think about things, and I, I really appreciated it because uh, you know it it does get the discussion going or you know like there are times where I would. Like I heard something you said, and I would I would stop it, and I'd think, oh okay. Like that's not a thought that I've had, in like <laughs> that, that's, that's not like a native thought, <laughs> you know. And you know, I just kind of sit there and let it, you know, wash over. I'd kind of process it, and then I, I was like, I, cause I, I listen when I'm in the car uh, and I'm going yeah. places, and so I talk to myself a lot when I'm in the car. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I, I would pause and, and then I would say okay and like I would give a response about that and then you know just let myself think through uh, some of you know what I learned from what from the things that you'd said and then you know I, I'd play it again and then you know continue and then and, and there are like several points where I would stop it and it's just like oh that's a really good point you know I've never really thought about that let me you know let me think about this a little bit more uh, <laughs> So, you know, it, it was really good. It was a, it was a great episode. Uh, and, mm. you know, I think there are a lot that, you know, our listeners could get from listening to that as well. So mm. make sure you head on over there uh, to the Walker AC experience. Yeah. So uh, do you need more time for your shout out? Uh, no, actually, I, I, I have my shout out ready. All right. <laughs> it's, it's not a great one, though, but whatever. <laughs> So, uh, my shout out goes to Mike and Ike, <laughs> the, the candy. Yeah, because I really like Mike and Ike's, and uh, like you can't get them here. And so my parents, uh, like I, you know, they they asked me if there was anything I wanted them to send. And I was like, yeah, send me a box of Mike and Ike's. <laughs> and yeah. so they did. And you know, it was I I really enjoy eating uh, this this very unnatural and unhealthy candy. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it seems weird to me how, how much pleasure you can get from, like, I don't know, like, just from food, you know? Um, it was interesting because um, my, my in-laws uh, they, they're just like, yeah, that's really bad for you. <laughs> like, like, this, this is like really sweet. This is really like it sticks to your teeth. You're just gonna get this. Go give you cavities, man. Like, what are you doing with this? And I was just like, mind your own damn business, <laughs> right? Like, like, this makes me happy. Joy. <laughs> They'll try to make me happy as way. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> you think I'm just doing this thing? Like, yeah, I'm gonna lose weight doing this. <laughs> uh, like, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. That kind of happens. But I, I will actually like talk a lot more about that on my rant next time um, because ooh, I got a rant. <laughs> but yes. But anyways, my shout out was for Mike and Ike. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. How about you? 
My shout out goes to a new plugin I, I was um, pre- um I was told to. Um, I like this other podcast called um, "On the Topics" by NPR. Yeah, on the issues, I mean. So um, they did one about misinformation and how to uh, check if things are, uh, you know, doctored or fake. And so there's a Google. I mean, yeah, a Google Chrome plugin called Invid, and it'll help you determine whether um, uh, a video is fake or not. It's aggregated with different sources to give you that information. So if you're interested in making sure a video is not fake, try this extension, Invid, I-N-V-I-D. Mm. That does sound interesting. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I typed it out so I could uh, so I could check it out later. So nice. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's about it for this month. Next mm-hmm. month is yeah, uh, Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> the season <laughs> overheating <laughs> begins. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well then, uh, yeah, I guess that will be it, and then we will catch you guys hopefully next month. And so, yeah, everybody take care and have a good uh, rest of the month. That's right. See you later.